It is a Victory DMV Sports Roundtable podcast. I'm Frank Hanran, George Wallace, Christian, Jamal Bowens joining me. And gentlemen, 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 what a debut for the Washington football team this past Sunday. George Wallace was actually there in person. Be honest, George, down 17 zip. And I was one to, to say and tweet up, oh, same old Washington football team. But in that second half, they weren't. That was impressive. And a hat's yeah. off. Ron Rivera, Dwayne Haskins, the whole lot. Job well done. Brian yeah, Kerrigan. I mean, Kerrigan, you got to give him credit. Look, this team yeah. would have lost that game, you know, how many years? Every year, really. Last um, year. Yeah. So, but look, it was a lot. And a lot's going to be made about what kind of game it was. And it's a Joe Gibbs type game. And But look, that's what Ron Rivera is. He, he said it. He said it. He goes, this team is not going to quit. There was a lot of unknown with this team. Nobody knew what to expect. Even them, even the coaches didn't know. But I give them credit. Look, they 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 fought back. They got the spark with the pick right before the half to get the touchdown. And you just kind of – you knew – look, first of all, Doug Peterson coached them out of that game. Fine. But this team didn't <laughs> quit. I mean, look, he, he, he did. But yeah. they didn't quit. I give, I give them credit. I do give them credit. As much as we can bash them, you know, over the years for, for going in the tank, Yep. It's, you know, it looks just like last year's game in Philly. They're up 17, nothing. And you knew that game wasn't over either. Uh, but this game, you know, you had a feeling that when Washington couldn't move the ball, I mean, they still can't really. I mean, they got field position. That's what won the game. Field position won that game defense with the takeaway. So I give him credit. And now it's going to be interesting to see. And, and Rivera is the kind of coach that he's not going to let them get the big head heading into week two. So that's, what's going to be interesting to see how they deal with these success. And Kyler Murray can play, so, you know. I mean, for me, it was the first half, I thought Gruden and uh, Minuski were calling plays in the sky somewhere. In the, <laughs> they looked, the team that they were in the first half was the team of the past, and the team that I saw in the second half is what they're working to be. I don't think I've ever seen maybe sometime in the 90s or during the Gibbs era this team reel off a 27 old run. Right. I've never seen that before. Uh, to what you said before, last year, remember the sound Jackson said last year, I knew we were going to win this game at halftime because those guys think they won already. I know how they are over there. They think they won and they lost. Billy came back and won that game. And Deshaun put it right there, and it's exactly how it was. I wonder what he had to say at halftime in this game. Probably the same thing, <laughs> but it's a totally different ball game. These guys don't quit, and the fact that you have a young team, and that's what's going to make this a sustained change, is that these guys, a lot of these guys are very young, and Ron, can can you're not dealing with guys on their last payday or trying right. to look for the next payday or just here for a payday. I feel like I'm doing a candy bar commercial, hmm. but <laughs> this, they're, they're not here for that. These guys are young. They are hungry. Chase Young is as advertised, like Ryan Kerrigan said. In Kerrigan in the 4-3, that seems to bring him new life. And I'm, I hats off to him, uh, to the bet. He's now the, the, the sack leader of all time with this Washington, uh, whoever the hell we are. But you know, it, it, I saw good things. Offensive line worries me. I think Turner started to get more of a rhythm in the second half. We're going to see yeah. that the offense really has to 
blossom, but they're going to have to go off this defense. And look, I want to say one thing real quick too about Chase Young and Kerrigan. You know, these are guys that are, I give Chase Young credit too, because he constantly is talking about the respect he has for RK, mm -hmm. Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, these guys are fighting, basically took his job, mm -hmm. right? Well, you know, so I give, you know, they're, or they're fighting for a job. It, it could get, it, it, you know, there, there could be the tension there, the rookie star coming in against the franchise face of the franchise. So I give Chase Young kind of credit too, yeah. how he's talking about Kerrigan looking up to him like that. But I don't, I don't think Ker Kerrigan has never struck me as that type of guy. No, you're right. He's not. You know, um, I think Kerrigan sees him more as if you look at it from his perspective, he's probably adding a couple years on to his yeah. career by what Chase is doing and being in a rotation. And that's going to add on to his career. I don't, he's never struck me as a guy that that's ego driven and, and would get upset with somebody coming in just like Alex Smith with Haskins. Mm -hmm. It's a mentoring situation. And I think Karen's like, look, I haven't played in this before. You know, I mean, he's probably had his hand in the dirt since Purdue. So this is, this is yeah. not something he's <laughs> done every year. So, you know what? He's going to go with the flow. He saw the success. He got defensive player of the week in the NFC. So I don't think he has anything to gripe about. And I think he's going to continue to be positive with it. And the yeah. fact that you're getting Fuller back and Thomas Davis, but Thomas Davis not playing while well, he can still play. I'll say this. If you watch him last year, he still played in San Diego. But Thomas Davis brings that mentality of a Ron Rivera on the field. And yep. they did what they did without those two. So if those two are back and full, which they were, and I think Hokum was limited, but we, you know, you can still work with that. I think that improves what they do uh, this week. It's a tall task uh, with, with Kyler Murray and uh, D hop, but, this defense is I, look. I picked them up on every team I had in <laughs> in fantasy football. How many teams you have this year? Them, I got how many them. teams you have? How many teams you have this year? Oh man, George! I you know what? I haven't counted. Oh, I know I'm over twenty. Oh my! God. I don't know if we get oh, some help. Frank, you knew what it is. I've needed help for a long time. I'm a draft <laughs> junkie. Um, speaking of, of needing help, Christian, I love the Eagles <laughs> minus six. I was happy go Jackie at halftime. And the Washington football team comes back and gets a victory. Um, what what stood out to you in that victory for D.C.? Because that was a bad beat on my part because I was thinking I was going to start the season red hot and the home team just sort of struck me down. Now, this is if you if you if you partake in any of these things. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's, exactly. Although it's legal. George, Although, me and you can sit out, sit out this conversation. <laughs> what oh stood out to me was – it just and, and I sound like a broken record sometimes with this. It's a it's a game that I typically cite, but when your pass rush is as dominant as Washington's looked, you can win a ball game even if you aren't quote unquote um, as good as the other team. And for example, I, I go to the 2015 AFC Championship game. I guess it was 2016 at this point during the big blizzard in DC. Remember watching the Patriots against the Broncos and Von Miller crushing Tom Brady every play because you know what that line of New England struggled and 
There was a ferocious pass rush with Denver to an extent. That's what I saw this past Sunday watching watching Washington just run up on that Eagles offensive line, which is a problem for them, no doubt about it, and just affect the game to the point where they were able to win it without looking great on offense. Peyton Manning at the end of his career was not outstanding on offense. They, they won with defense. That's what Washington did this past Sunday. Now, upcoming this week, you talk about point spreads. Washington six and a half point dogs against Arizona. Um, I am going back and forth on whether or not Washington is able to uh, stop Kyler Murray. I mean, he just, I mean, Kyler Murray tore up San Francisco um, mm-hmm. and that's a prominent defense. Yeah. What, what's yeah. going to happen this week? I, I don't know if the pass rush and guys like Chase Young are fast enough to keep up with Kyler Murray, but they're going to make him a little bit uncomfortable. So I, I haven't decided which way I'm going with this one yet. George, you were in on the presser uh, this afternoon. Rivera said, we have to keep him contained. If you let Kyler get out of the pocket, he's yeah. trouble. You know, so th- they're going to have to, it's going to all be about scheme. Uh, Rivera and Darrell are going to have to, the same type of scheme that you had for for uh, Carson Wentz, you can't use this week. Because no. it, instead of somebody that was, you want to drive out of the pocket and, and make them uncomfortable, you want to keep this guy in the pocket. Like people used to do RG3. You want to keep him yeah. in the pocket and make him, make him beat you with his arm. And by the way, the scheme right. you come up with, you come up with this week, save it for two weeks when Lamar comes to town. Oh, two geez. weeks. <laughs> look, 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 look. One week at a time, man. One week at a time. Wait, the, the Washington football team play the Ravens in a week? Jeez. No, after the next week is, is Cleveland and Baker Cleveland. and then Lamar okay. Jackson. Oh, okay. Lamar yeah. Jackson at home. Cleveland and, and, and Baker. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That'll be like a Odell Beckham on the team by then. That'll be like a 14 and a half point spread, I would guess. Ravens will be favored by two touchdowns. Yeesh. We're going to be dogs in every game. Mm -hmm. I mean, what was the the spread in this one? Because I know we were at least two touchdown dogs in this one. Closed at six. No, no, I closed at six. Yep. Okay. Mm. Mm. Um, 10 starts up, fellas. October. Say, uh, what, what are we thinking? On? You know what? You know what it is. Is just the fact that they're just like us. They're at home on a Saturday, and they're exactly. everybody else is playing and saying, "Wait a second, they can play." Mm-hmm. For Christ's sake, they've got high school football in Texas on ESPN. Yeah, why are yep. we not playing in Florida? Yeah, <laughs> in Florida, two hotbeds. It's incredible. Right. But You're yeah. Is the lack of pageantry, though, and, and crowd affecting your ability to enjoy college football as much as you normally would, though? For me, it, it kind of is a little. Look at. Mm. It depends what games you look at. I think uh, some of those games I'll be right back. Based, but if you come back, if they show the crowd again in the second quarter, early uh, second half, mm. people are getting very close, and the crowd is expanding. It seems like you sit with who you come with, but some of these people come with uh, 13, 15, 20 people. Talk about the so Notre Dame game. Games you look at. Like the Marshall game, there were people there in the field in. They've done a nice job producing it because watching like the Eagles and Washington football team and these college games, they do mm-hmm. a nice job of like not really having any crowd shots. So you almost forget. Yeah. You almost forget. Now, SEC, when that starts up, that will be interesting because that really is – that's when you kind of feel that juice as a viewer. Yeah, I, I think the SEC crowds will push the envelope. Right. If, if, if you read between the lines of what I'm saying, 
if you're talking about the SEC and those states, uh, we just see a lot of people run around in the Target in Florida with no mask on. So if you, they might press the envelope just a little bit uh, with <laughs> in those southern states. But uh, you know what? It's 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 not that bad uh, with the pro football. It's I think we get used to it now. You know, we've been through major league. We've gotten used to that. You know, we've we've gotten used to watching the NBA playoffs with nobody. So I think people subconsciously, even if they don't realize it, are getting used to these games with nobody there. And we're getting used to piped in crowd noise. Whereas in other years, well, what the hell is that? Cut that off. Uh, but yeah. now it's like, now we're into it. The game is playing and, and that's all we care about. So... With Maryland, I again, it's just there's such a lack of buzz about the Terps football program. Oh, I, not know. really, not for me. Really, not for me. Tal- Talia, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, but gee, the, the, the class they brought in on their defensive line just this year. Now they got some coming up in 2021 and 2022. Loxley is recruiting his ass off, and he's got three signed classes. If I'm not mistaken, weren't they 18? They are a top 25. I know that. The, he is keeping now? He is keeping in this, this recruiting. recruiting. I don't think they've ever brother. been that high. No. I don't think they've ever been that high. But the D-line, they're heavy on the D-line, and Loxley is keeping a lot of guys. There's, there's starting to be a pipeline from DeMatha, St. John's. He's keeping talent in. Whereas other years, you know, we've seen them go to hmm. Penn State. Illinois had a pipeline when Ron Zook was there. Uh, they go everywhere else. Eddie, Eddie Goldman and Darby, they went to Florida State. Loxley is keeping those guys in, but also using his, his re- recruitment uh, connections from Alabama to bring in other top guys from outside the state. So I'm looking. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Maryland because that's what I miss the most. I don't want to see all the other stuff in the Big Ten. That's great, but I, I want to see what they put on the, on the field. I think Loxley is building something over there. Okay, I hope so. Who are they going to play then? Just the Big Ten teams? I, I think yeah. it's nice. I think they're going just division. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that was the plan before. Mm-hmm. Uh, before they canceled everything, so whoever is in their division, that's who they're playing. I think they're just going to go divisional. Not a whole lot of travel. I mean, the Big Ten is not a lot of traveling anyway, so why not open it up? But I'll, I'll say uh, this, guess- Frank, real quick, because you work yeah. Saturdays along with me. Um, to 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 Jamal's point about Coach Loxley, remember in like March and April when you were doing updates on Saturday, and there was nothing as far as content was concerned. It was brutal. Coach Locks was hosting Late Night with Locks on Instagram, yeah. interviewing all of these big-time guests, and I just think he has put himself out there as just somebody who's jovial and you you seem like you can get along with him in a night. I mean, I've met him on an airplane before. I think he's a great guy. He was talking to me. Here's some weirdo coming up, sitting right next to him on a Southwest <laughs> flight. He probably wanted privacy. Oh, I didn't allow him that. But he's a nice guy, and I just think he's doing all the right things to put himself out there so he can, t- can continue to get these outstanding recruits like he's done. So I, I, kudos to him. I'm, I, I'm ready to see Maryland play. Um, like, 
you know, I want to see like how they do against Rutgers. Can you like dominate a team like Rutgers? Can you hang in there against the Penn State? You know, stuff like that. We'll bring them up. Leave it to you to bring up Rutgers. That's right. Because Shiano's back now. So there's excitement in the Garden State Um, again. Is there excitement about this new Caps coach? You know what? I'm going to sit this one out because I don't know much about it. Let me tell you, let me say what the first thing I thought of, and I don't know if you guys thought this, but this is what I thought of when they hired this guy for $4 million a year. I said to myself, that's interesting because I I just thought uh, the Caps, the Wizards, the Mystics, the whole monumental spiel, they just Mm -hmm. cut loose like 200 people. But hey, we got $4 million for this new Caps coach. Come on down. That was the first thing I thought about. Interesting. Because of where we're at. Yeah. but that's just what I think. Well, you know what? When it comes, it seems like when it comes to Ted, uh, the Caps are his baby. And he doesn't, and, and I brought this up before, he doesn't tolerate a lot. Uh, you know, he got rid of McPhee. He got rid of Trey. He got rid of a lot of people uh, that had winning, winning teams, winning seasons. Yes, they hit a ceiling at a certain point, but you also uh, held on to Ernie Grunfeld for 16 years who did a, not a damn thing. So I, I, I'm not sure where his, you know, it, it's his with the caps, that is his. Everything else, you know, it kind of falls by the wayside. What about but the Deshaun Stevenson era? Go ahead. What about the Deshaun <laughs> Stevenson era? Deshaun, did he coach? No, but they took him to the second round of the playoffs when LeBron was an itty-bitty baby, you know. Come on, Long man. time ago. Come on, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> LeBron had Jay-Z. We had Soldier Boy. Let's yeah, it's Soldier Boy. Come on now. <laughs> Georgie, come Georgie, on, Bradley Beal didn't make all NBA. Let's all whine and complain about that for, for a few hours. Jeez, yeah, well, it, you know the excuses that are going around, right? Win some games, friend. Well, then nobody saw him play because the Wizards are <laughs> yeah, never right. on TV. I saw that. <laughs> all they never were on TV. TV. <laughs> it's 2020. Well, you know what? Yeah. Just because you win doesn't mean I don't. Did Ben Simmons really have a better season than Bradley Beal? No. I don't even know if Ben Simmons did he make All NBA. He's on the How much it means? It means nothing. But I'm, I understand it. But you you you're dealing with a player who, if you Bradley Beal had a hell of a season, uh, didn't get the All Star nod. Frank, you have your thing, with Bradley Beal. We're gonna leave that to the side right now. <laughs> he should be better. <laughs> He, he didn't should get better. Should well, how much better do you want him to be, LeBron, Jordan? He's good enough. He averaged, what, 30? What do you want him to do? And, and do don't you think for a second that that didn't come into play, that he didn't go to the bubble? He's like, eh, my, my something. He got hurt, though. Oh, he got hurt. You think that you think that came into play? That's it. Really? He didn't that play the last eight games. If he goes wait, to wait, the wait, bubble. Wait. If he goes to the bubble and scores 40-plus a game, pumps his average up, he's an all-NBA oh, team. And now Frank, he's not. How many people on the Nets didn't go to the bubble? There we go. The Nets had a whole half a team that didn't go. Didn't win. What I'm saying is he could have helped his cause to make all-NBA. He's whining but about if, it when he could have played, although okay. he was injured. In, in the bubble? Come on, man. If you're hurt, <laughs> if you're injured, and then you have to worry about COVID and you got two young kids at home. I don't hear anybody criticizing Ryan Zimmerman for not playing. 
but he's not, the bubble, but not making all NBA. That's what I'm saying. He could have helped his cause, and now he's but, upset about. Oh, it. I don't know if he's upset, but yeah, 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 he is. Are. I'm sure he's upset. Oh, he's definitely upset. He's yeah, they tweeted. Yeah, something. but you know what? Just add add the chip to your shoulder and keep it moving. But at the same time, I'm not going to knock him for those reasons. Those important reasons not to go into I'm not the him. I'm just saying he could have helped his cause. He could have. He could have, but his if Pumpy is Pumpy, yeah, he might get pissed off because you feel slighted again. Now, maybe if the All Star nod was given, he might not care as much about this. But pumping your numbers up don't mean yeah. anything uh, compared yeah. to your family and going here and coming back and probably bringing something back. You're not healthy. I believe if he if he was fully healthy, hundred percent, I think he would have went. All right, we got about like five minutes left. Um, we got some. Uh, Wait, real quick, real quick. Yeah, his sure contract do. thing is is has nothing effect. His contract, that thing is done, right? With the effect of making all NBA or whatever the max, so. super max. Right. I don't know. I don't think not so. anymore. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. right. yeah also, yeah. real okay. quick, right. you, you didn't say nothing about Bertans. Bertans one hundred percent healthy. He's no, gonna be a free agent. I don't. I don't, I don't it doesn't look, make we it. We're talking about Bradley Beal. No, Bertans should have been there too. I look. I don't. You know, I don't think either one of them should. But I'm just saying, if you criticize one, you can criticize the other. But I don't oh, yeah. think I Bertans is a smart thing for how his no, career no, 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 has been no. going. I totally forgot. Bertans has never been healthy. This is the best he's ever played. He's never been healthy before. And your first time to cash in, I don't think you need to risk it either. But I but would say as, this, if I was a GM, I would be like, hmm, interesting. Okay. But also, as yeah. Isaac, what, what happened to Isaac in with Orlando? Oh, did he you lasted, what, ACL? a game and a half towards yeah. ACL? Right. He had been hurt almost the whole season. But you come back and you push it for the bubble and you tear your ACL. I mean, we can argue this all sort of different yeah, ways, yeah, yeah. but, you know. That's why I didn't go. That's why I didn't go. Man, yeah, right, yes. you can't know ACL, George, you're too important. I know. Sure. Hey, uh, Chion, what's our fantasy looking like this weekend? What's the big plays? Because uh, I haven't played hey, since they were in the newspaper. I need some, I need some daily advice, Chi. I might do some daily this week. So <laughs> let me know what's good. All right. You want to involve Naheem Hines. He is the pass-catching really? running back that Phillip Rivers ever so likes in his okay. shot-putting era of quarterbacking. Uh, he can't throw it far, so he's got to go to the, the running back. Naheem Hines is going to catch a bunch. If you play on DraftKings, it's full-point PPR. But, Jamal, I need to know from you who you're picking because you're the only person I know. Okay, all right, fine, George. You picked the Washington football team um, You know, last week. Jamal called it in July. So yeah. I, I want to know who's winning this game <laughs> against Arizona so I can go to my guy and say, you know, lock lock of the week. Ain't no lock of the week. Don't believe any wages lost I am not responsible for. I will say that right now <laughs> as a precursor to what I'm about to say. I'm still riding with this defense. I'm still riding with this team. I think that uh, Turner will figure out a way – because it, it seemed like a feeling out process. And it seemed like they were not sure. The first half showed they weren't sure. Well, uh, yeah, because look, you had, a, you had AP running first team up until two days before you exactly. So, yeah, they had no exactly. idea. You know, and then you named McKisson uh, was a starter. Antonio Gibson played 18 snaps. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not going to be the norm. 
Uh, they're still trying to figure out things on the other side of McLaurin. Uh, Inman, I, you know, you, you may see uh, some more AGG in there somewhere. Uh, I, I think Turner has more wrinkles, but it, it all revolves around his defense. And people think that, yeah, you can, oh, they got the defense and the offense. I remind you, the first time that the Ravens won the championship, Trent Dilfer was a quarterback. And how many points did they average? Not many. Four. I'm not, I'm, now, I'm not comparing this defense to that Ravens defense because that is iconic. But when you have a good defense, your offense does not have to be uh, the greatest show on turf. You don't have to be stellar every week. You just have to have a chance. Sure. And they put them in, as long as the defense continues to put them in positions to win. And the second half, that's all they did was give them great field position. Scott will figure the rest of that out because it's mm-hmm. still some wrinkles to figure out. I don't think we've seen everything, but I'm I'm going with them again. Even on the road, they're on the road, right? Yeah, on the road, yep. six on and a half point dogs. Georgie, hey, what do you have? I, I, hey. I, Final it, prediction, I'm running out of time. I got to go with him now. Gee, what do you got? Oh, me? I don't know yeah. what I'm going to. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I kind of like Jamal's theory about playing with the defense because I don't think they're going to get a big head. I think Kyler Murray's a lot to deal with, but they did just upset. They did just upset San Francisco. I think they'll they be ready. They'll be yeah. ready for Washington. But you know what? I may give. I, I, you know, it's still early in the week. You get me. But I'm going to go. I, I'll, I'll take Washington in this. I'll stick with it. Washington to cover, not to win. Okay, I'll take the I'll take the Cardinals big thirty to six back to reality. Back down to earth. All right, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. On that note, the Sports not giving up thirty points in one game. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Thirty points in three games. Gotta go.